0: Breathe in one, two, three. Now out one, two, three, four. Excellent. Tonight's tale of mystery, intrigue, and murder is truly spine tingling. Calm mystery. The Aluminium Dagger by R. Austin Freeman Read by Perry F. Bruns The urgent call, the instant peremptory summons to professional duty, is an experience that appertains to the medical rather than to the legal practitioner. And I had supposed, when I abandoned the clinical side of my profession in favor of the forensic, that henceforth I should know it no more, that the interrupted meal, the broken leisure, and the jangle of the night-bell were things of the past, but in practice it was otherwise. I had just finished my bath and was dressing one morning when a hurried step was heard upon the stair, and the voice of our laboratory assistant, Polton arose at my colleague's door.
1: There's a gentleman downstairs, sir. He says he must see you instantly on most urgent business.
0: Polton was proceeding to descriptive particulars when a second and more hurried step became audible, and a strange voice
1: addressed Thorndyke, "'I have come to beg your immediate assistance, sir. "'A most dreadful thing has happened. "'A horrible murder has been committed. "'Can you come with me now?' "'I will be with you almost immediately,' said Thorndyke. "'Is the victim quite dead?' "'Quite. Cold and stiff. The police think—' "'Do the police know that you have come for me?' "'Interrupted Thorndyke. "'Yes. Nothing is to be done until you arrive.' "'Very well. I will be ready in a few minutes.' "'And if you would wait downstairs, sir,' "'Holton added persuasively,'
0: I could help the doctor to get ready. Thorndyke and I clothed ourselves with a celerity known only to medical practitioners and quick-change artists, ate a hasty breakfast, and gathered the few appliances that Thorndyke usually took with him on a visit of investigation. As we entered the sitting room, our visitor, who was feverishly pacing up and down, seized his hat and preceded us to the waiting brougham. "'I'd better give you
1: some account of the circumstances as we go.' "'said our agitated friend as the coachman drove off at a smart pace. "'In the first place, my name is Curtis. "'Henry Curtis, here is my card. "'Ah, and here is another card which I should have given you before. "'My solicitor, Mr. Marchmont, was with me when I made this dreadful discovery, "'and he sent me to you. "'He remained in the rooms to see that nothing is disturbed until you arrive.'
0: "'That was wise of him,' said Thorndyke, "'but now tell us exactly what has occurred.'
1: "'I will,' said
0: Mr. Curtis.'
1: "'The murdered man was my brother-in-law, Alfred Hartridge, and I'm sorry to say he was—well, he was a bad man. "'It grieves me to speak to him thus, dim or two-ish, you know. "'But still, we must deal with the facts, even though they be painful. "'I have had a great deal of very unpleasant correspondence with him. "'Marchmont will tell you about that. "'And yesterday I left a note for him asking for an interview to settle the business, "'naming eight o'clock this morning as the hour, because I had to leave town before noon.' He replied in a very singular letter that he would see me at that hour, and Mr. Marchmont very kindly consented to accompany me. Accordingly, we went to his chambers together this morning, arriving punctually at eight o'clock. We rang the bell several times and knocked loudly at the door, but as there was no response, we went down and spoke to the hall-porter. This man, it seems, had already noticed from the courtyard that the electric lights were on full in Mr. Hartridge's sitting-room, as they'd been all night, according to the statement of the night-porter— So now, suspecting that something was wrong, he came up with us and rang the bell and battered at the door. Then, as there was still no sign of life within, he inserted his duplicate key and tried to open the door. Unsuccessfully, however, as it proved to be bolted on the inside. Then upon, the porter fetched a constable and we burst open the door. We entered and, my God, Dr. Thorndyke, what a terrible sight it was that met our eyes. My brother-in-law was lying dead on the floor of the sitting room. He had been stabbed, stabbed to death. And the dagger had not even been withdrawn.
0: Thank you, detectives, for listening to tonight's Calm Mystery by the Murder Mystery Company. I'm Perry F. Bruns. Would you like to show somebody you care? Is there a mystery fan in your life? Couldn't they use a quiet moment and a great story? I'm doing personal stories of 20 minutes or less. Something personal like this can make a friend or family member feel truly loved in an otherwise dark time. They're only $49, and you can email me at calmmystery, that C-A-L-M, mystery, at gmail.com. In the meantime, stay tuned for more tales to tingle and terrify while giving you a needed break from the outside world.